What's up on Deckers, it's episode 263, brand new topic, brand new episode Look, we checking out the underachieving rappers I'm gonna name a couple, Animal Brown is gonna name a couple We're gonna have fun with the people who never made it to the place they were supposed to make it in this game Go to the website, realvillemedia.com And check out all of the shows that we have to offer over here at Realville Media Absolutely, man, all of the shows include FSP, Full Sport Press, man That's J Ho, Big Jeff, How Easy, they was on vacay this week but you already know they'll be back next monday with all the nfl talk all right also fresh for dummies podcast me and our homie jay hove new episode every first and 15th be on the lookout for that saturday and the ladies room podcast with rizzo and Anne marie creeping up on their 50th episode slowly but surely but in the meantime let's get to this rap shit Business is it's another week in the books. It's the On Deck TV podcast. Who are I am you? Spike Lou. Dramatic give me pause? a minute. Yeah, give me a minute. We working this radio shit, man. Let me do my <laughs> dramatic radio pause. Who are you, man? Holla at your boy Animal Brown. Animal underscore Brown on Instagram, Twitter, and sometimes Snap. Sometimes Snap. Every no way you still snapping? Are you too old for Snapchat? I'm nah. gonna let you know that. Prime age for Snap? Mm, no, I'm too old for Tinder and shit like that. I don't believe you on Tinder too. <laughs> Fuck no. Have to talk to the wife. <laughs> <laughs> What's cracking, man? What you have shaking this weekend? Uh, man, ran through that Ozark like a track meet. Almost done. Fire. I tried to knock it out before today, but I'm on episode like nine, nine and ten, so cold. And they body in this shit. Absolutely. Um, cop that Spider Man on PS4. It's piff. I don't believe that. That shit fun as hell, it's dude. Not, not possible. It's like Grand Theft, but you Spider Man. I would. Maybe I'll engage later. I just I ain't even got a chance to play Madden like that. Madden really just killing that Madden. I don't believe that first and foremost. <laughs> just killing that Madden. Man, that Madden is hard as fuck. That's what I'm just saying. Just to play in general. It's not. That's not you know fun. Yeah, you got to get used to it, I guess. Hard is not fun, Pauls. Pauls, Jesus Christ. What you have on deck for the weekend? NFL kickoff, man. Got to watch NFL. No longer. I'm not a part of a boycott. I heard a great point about the whole boycott this weekend coming from a strange source. Okay. Jason Whitlock. I'll elaborate Mm -hmm. on maybe a matchup or something where we can talk about sports. But I'm no longer on the side of boycotting. There's a a bigger purpose and a bigger cause in watching the NFL, and I'm a part of it. So now you're a Jason Whitlock fan. Not a Jason Whitlock fan, but even a garbage can gets a stake. (laughs) Broke clock is right twice a day, you know. So he did make a good point. If y'all want to listen to him on Van Jones' Red Pill podcast, they had a great conversation. Uh, so I watched the NFL this weekend, watched my Cowboys lose. Of course. Oh, man. And do you watch the legend nah, Sunday night, God damn coming. it? You watched the you legend? You gave up on the season no. in the first quarter. Yeah, and I was on suicide. You was, <laughs> you was about to beat on boycott first quarter. So I was. Right. When he got caught it off, I was done. I was going to throw my TV out the window. I want to talk about a dramatic pause. But then y'all we came me, back, motherfucker. I'll give my boy Paul Pierce so much shit. For the no. wheelchair roll off. Fuck Paul Pierce. We got <laughs> carted off on one leg, came nah. back from 20 to nothing. This is what we do. Was he hurt? Shit. Was he hurt? He's just adding on to the legacy, man. He's trying to add on to this little shit for signing that big-ass contract. Y'all don't know what we're talking about, A-Rod and the Packers. Oh, they know. No, they don't. They fucking know. People that don't follow sports don't know. So that was our weekend, man. A lot of sports shit. Absolutely. Else. Um, but there's a lot of rap shit went down too, though. A lot of rap shit. Um, let's get straight to it. 
Yo, girl. Cardi. Cardi. Tough. Nikki and Cardi, man, got physical um, while at a fashion week event in New York. Cardi and Nikki ran into each other. And Cardi went ape shit. Let's go. Uh, apparently, she was upset over a Twitter comment shitting on Cardi's parenting that mm. Nikki liked allegedly. Mm. Um, Cardi tried to get through a sea of security to get to Nikki, even though uh, even though she even threw a shoe at her as well. Um, it looked like she got hit with the shoe. Yeah, Cardi walked away with a lump on her head and a torn <laughs> dress and one shoe. Mm. Uh, who do we blame for this? Nicki Minaj. It's really very simple and easy. Nicki Minaj can do all of the. Throwing the bricks and hiding her hands as she wants to. But if you're paying close attention, you understand that she's clearly trying to agitate Cardi. And by trying to agitate her, I mean, oh, I'm standing right here behind six 300-pound security guards, a.k.a. the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. <laughs> and I'm challenging you to come hit me. What, what Nicki Minaj, and I think the reason that she's getting a lot of flack and the reason that people are like kind of off her right now, because he's not being real. You're not being authentic. Right. You're talking all of this stuff when Cardi's not around. You're saying that she's this and you're saying that she's that. And it's so all of these subliminal things. And I don't know anything about the Instagram post about her son. But the fact of the daughter. matter is, if, if, excuse me, my daughter. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, if she's doing what Cardi said as far as telling people not to fuck with Cardi, if you fuck with Cardi, then I'm not going to fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah, they adults. Yeah, they went a place as to where Nick, as Nikki put it, quote unquote, upper echelon people were there. But what you can't do is just run around the world talking about people and not expect any repercussions from that. But that's care. alleged, though. We, we, you're going off Cardi word if that's the fa- if that actually happened. Well, that, that ain't the first time that we've heard that, though. Like we, I've heard other times that people saying, "Oh, Nicki Minaj is difficult to work with," and, and putting that's ultimatums. True. If they come to the award show, then I'm not coming. Like, throwing her weight around that way. So if she's trying to do that to Cardi and it's affecting her check, then you're absolutely right. I don't care where we are. You got to see me. Yeah. And I ain't necessarily saying she had to run up on it and propose a fight, but you're not going to sit in the corner and you're not going to talk all of this shit. And then when I see you, expect me to go, hey, how are you? Everything's great. Like, nah, you, you got to be responsible for what you say. And you can't back down and be like, oh, I'm standing right here. Like, you're agitating this lady. Yeah, I- First of all, it's Nikki's fault 100%. Um, for a little bit of a different reason. Now, people are saying that the tweet may have been photoshopped, mm-hmm. but this isn't the first time that that's been alleged. She liked a tweet early on in the game that was kind of shitting on Cardi, and her, the Nikki Barbs claim that that was photoshopped. So I feel like where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. Um, you're taking shots on people on record over and over again. Yeah. And, over and over. And let's get it, let's get it clear. If she would have come out and be like, shit, I, I just don't like Cardi. I don't like what she represents. I don't like her style, any of that. She'd be, she be looked at as a hater then, though. Well, Still. she could be looked at as a hater, but then it's not her fault if Cardi approaches her because Nikki putting it out there. But when you do this slick shit and you going behind my back and you making all these back channels where it's hard for me to get money, no, ain't no, ain't no keeping it cordial. Ain't no when I see you, I can act like you don't exist. No, you got to see about me for fucking up my check. Like I said a few shows ago. If Nikki was on her Drake shit, mm-hmm. throwing alley-oops to the young female MCs in this game, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. That is a fact. She wouldn't have this problem. She wouldn't be having to stand behind the goddamn Buffalo Bill offensive line, ducking shoes. Like, the funniest shit in the video, Cardi was like, come here, bitch, come here, bitch. And, and Nikki was like, I'm right no, here. I'm standing right here. <laughs> and that's Yo, fake. That shit was funny, though. And, like, you can't be like, no, I'm standing right here, then go on your radio station and be like, I get bitches killed. Do you? Well, I, no, Do you be, get bitches on. killed? To be fair, to be fair, okay. 
they're in a they're in a, the the fashion week joint, right? A lot of money in there. They right. they both got on double digit thousand dollar outfits. Okay. Cardi's acting like she's never left the block before. Yeah, I mean, but Cardi ain't been famous but two years. She been Cardi B for twenty five years, and that's cool. Until she gets in her head how she has to act in these places, Nicki Minaj got to watch what she say. Like, th- this is the world. Like, you don't get free reign to just talk shit about people and, and expect them to act cordial when they see you or expect them to have the same level of respect that you have for the situation that you're in as far as being at the Met Gala or being at New York Fashion Week. Cardi don't care. It, it'd be she different. don't know what she has to lose. It'd be different. Nicki do. It'd be different if she, Nicki actually literally said that tweet word for word. But you liking a tweet meant that you just wanted a reason to but, go hard no, that's even No, it's even worse, though. Because if you tell me word for word, then I know you don't like me. I ain't no me coming up to you or anything like that. But if I need clarification, if you've been doing all of this back channeling, somebody come telling me, oh, you know Nicki not coming because you here, or they said they ain't want you here because Nicki here, and oh, your table got to be all the way. If all of this stuff got to happen and ain't none of it coming from my end and it's all coming from her end when i see you i need to know what's going on just for future references but that doesn't stop you from looking silly oh, yeah, trying she- to get through 19 bodyguards in a thirty thousand dollar dress <laughs> that's dude. that's 100 you look true. stupid look, she got cachet she got she's uh stacked up as to what she got those uh mulligans as to what she can do that over nobody cares this car- cardi does Okay. Cardi does Because she ain't never Put it out there Like I'm this prissy And y'all expecting me To act this way here No I'm not It don't I'm matter Cardi People B. were still afraid People still scared Oh my gosh Are they, they scared, scared of Cardi Are they I mean They scared of what might happen That's true But To be fair If a Advertiser Or those people That Nicki Minaj That, that she's talking about That you don't want to offend They gonna side with Cardi anyway Because Nicki's on a decline And Cardi's yeah. on the way up I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I, I I think that Nikki in this situation though, mm-hmm. even though Nikki did bring it on, Cardi did overreact and she looked crazy at the end of the day. For, in this isolated incident that happened at the damn fashion week, because you're standing there going ape shit, mm-hmm. hold me back, go walk trying to get to somebody through seventeen people. Meanwhile, Nikki's standing there. Bossed up behind motherfuckers that she's paying that will break your neck before you even get ten feet in but, front of her, dude. But that takes away the authenticity, does it not? No, nah, that's some. She stand like a boss. Like nah, what? Is, bosses but, don't get dirt. I'm not fighting you on a hundred thousand dollar dress. Like I, what okay, are you doing? I, okay, <laughs> you look good, stupid. Good point. Right, I'm not fighting you a hundred thousand dress. But also, what a boss ain't. Is not gonna do is concern themselves with somebody who ain't on their level. Like if I'm a boss, I'm not telling people I don't want her here. I, I can't have her here because yeah, it's taken. It's taken away from what I do. That's whack. So when you do that, you take yourself off of that ball status. Now everything is coming to you for that. You got to deal with, it. and you can't stand back now and be like, "Oh, I'm not dealing with that because I'm up here and I'm way too mature for that." Now you look fake. You look fake to the people who own the friends who like, "Oh, I like Nikki and I like Cardi." Now you look like just an instigator because yeah. you're talking all this shit on Queen Radio. I get bitches killed. I do this. Bitches say my name and such and such. No, that's not what happens. You're an entertainer, and she like she's chasing the 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 hottest thing right now. You're doing the videos with Takashi and all of this like shit that just don't even add up for Nicki Minaj, and and, and people are looking at it like, oh, you looking funny in the light. I will say this though, she's entertaining on the radio show. I'll be real. I haven't listened. She may need to transition into that radio life because she actually sounds good doing that shit. She, what she, the story she was telling was captivating. She had my attention. Her voice is not annoying. She's Her killing voice is flex. Super annoying. Nah, not to me though. Nah, nah, nah. it's listenable. She nah. had my attention. Yeah. She frying flex. Oh, flex ain't killing him. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like, I, I, I'll listen to her 10 times if, before I listen to if him. If I'm flex, I can't go sit in on that either. Yeah, that's whack. I, I'm, I'm not sitting in on, on, on female like, beef and edging it on that's just because Cardi whack. don't fuck with me. Like, all of that's whack. And then even so, even more so, like you said, if I'm bossed up behind this, I can address it and I can leave it be. She had a whole episode. And you're talking about, oh, she wouldn't be here if it weren't for Payola. Oh, she wouldn't be here if she didn't fuck DJs to get what a song What if those were played. facts, though? Those but may be facts. True, but guess what bosses <laughs> don't concern themselves with? Guess what? If me and you doing a podcast and motherfuckers was talking shit about us and they wasn't on our level, guess what I'm not going to concern myself with? <laughs> what they do on a weekly basis, I don't care what song they play, what music they have, what episodes they do, it don't matter to me because they're not on my level. If that's true, but if they're on my level, then I'll be worried about it. Right. Right, right, right. So, I mean, so maybe the gap is closing. Then. It's, it's closing fast, <laughs> and Nikki feels it. Yeah, Flex got to get out of there, man. Nigga on some, no, he probably got no, love no. hip hop on DVR. No, nigga stacked up. What Flex is doing? I mean, he. I think you know what? I do know what he's doing. Him relevant? Nikki, yeah, him and Nikki in the same boat. Both of them, like, they fishing for that relevancy and they using each other to do so. That's a fact. Mm. Uh, moving on, more beef. Pause. Joe Budden and Eminem. Mm. Um, as we heard on Kamikaze, Eminem took shots at several artists, including um, his former signed uh, artist Joe Budden. Mm. Uh, Budden took to his podcast to address Slim Shady. Uh, going on an elongated rant, uh, he claimed, amongst other things, to be better than M. Over the last 10 years. Over the last 10 years. Okay. Is it time for Button to come out of retirement and drop the disc record? Absolutely not. He's reaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying. Like, Joe Buttons is reaching way more people through the podcast, through the media, the state of the culture, the whole rebrand. Like, more people are listening to Joe Buttons, quoting Joe Buttons than they ever did with the Pump It Up song or any mood music or Love or Loss or anything like that. Yeah. Joe Buttons' relevancy now is a lot higher and his credibility is a lot stronger than it was. And you put all of that at risk if you come out and you say, oh, I'm for the battle Eminem, and Eminem just threw that little pipe bomb out there, but he got the real goddamn nuclear bomb from everything that didn't happen since you signed with Slaughterhouse, and that's going to ruin your revolt deal and the Spotify deal. So hell no. I let him be. Like I said, he did the perfect thing, saying, you know what, I've been better than you for the last 10 years. Joe in a a cool place right now because, like, M dissed him. Russ, I think that's the guy's name, dissed him. Mm. Migo said something about him. And Joe don't have to respond. He can just sit back and talk about it. And even when someone says something about him in a song, what that's going to do for people that don't listen to the podcast, they're going to say, oh, I wonder what Joe has to say about what this guy said about me in a song. So you're giving him even more listeners. He don't need to go back to rap where he was struggling at at first to get people to listen anyway. Thanks. Like, he got, he got everyone's ear right now. Well, not everyone's, but a lot of people's ear right now, especially with the new shows and deals that he got. So now I wouldn't dare go in a booth to respond to Eminem. The last time Joe dropped the disc record, he dropped three. He murdered your boy. And they were all at Drake. Murdered him. Literally no one heard. Cleaned him, him up. No one gave he two cleaned shits. cleaned your boy up, dog. No one gave two shits, dude. Drake did. He responded. Pump. No, no, he didn't. That pump, was before that. It I wasn't for the pump, he, pump it He up. heard that clip on Instagram. that hit, So Joe tried to get in front of it and drop those songs before the Oh, yeah, he did out. hear that because he was talking about it on the podcast. He was talking about views on the podcast. Right. And then he did that clip. And then Joe came out with the Joey Batista. Yeah, with the three records that nobody gave a shit about. The first one was hard. Man, you you don't you didn't give a shit about no it because you're a big Drake fan. Joe doesn't know how to navigate music in 2018, bro. He that's doesn't right. know how to navigate it, and that's okay. He does know how. What to do you navigate mean, like make media. a good song or something? Right, no, just how to play the game. Oh, okay. Like you know what I mean? You he thought that coming at him, he thought that overdoing it 
yeah. would somehow fair. work, and that's it didn't. Point. You did three eight-minute songs, it, bro, it didn't work. Joe, yeah, and that's a great point. I, I agree with that because Joe is from another generation. And, and right. in, in, in 2018, the things that worked in that generation, like the kids just don't care about. That's what and I'm saying. And people's attention span are not long enough. Like, like you said, if you drop that one joint, and you drop two more, and Drake still ain't responding. People looking at you funny. And that's like, my point. Yeah. So, so and again, I, I think I said this on Facebook. Shout out to the Rap Chat. Go join that group if you haven't. Please. I said this. People are starting just a little bit to overrate Joe Budden because uh, he's been you, gone so long from the rap game. Are you We're, talking about as a rapper? Yes. Get out of here. People overrate? are starting to gas him a little bit. Joe was cold though Joe was cold But it, we not finna sit here And he's not in anybody's top anything Like That's when you a, talk, Nah nah you're doing bro, You're he's not, not being bro. fair You're saying he's not in anybody's anything Cause you're basing that off like overall If yes. a nigga was like If a nigga was like Put the pen to the pad And give me the best bars Joe and somebody top 10 Bro he's He's not coming up, bro. Yeah, and that's that, because that, it's, it's what have you done for me lately? That's why. That's the only reason. I'm not saying he's not good. He's not know dope. about that. I, I know what you're saying. You're saying just he he ain't he doesn't register. His music hasn't registered in years. But that don't mean he got bars though. Man, like it don't mean cares, he ain't got bars. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you don't care. And I totally understand what you're saying when you're talking about a beef with Drake. You're absolutely right. No one cares about bars. It's about how relevant you are. But. If we're stripping down the conversation and you're saying, oh, well, this guy makes the best songs or this guy got the dope-ass hooks. I always know I'm going to get a dope 16 from this guy. If you're breaking it down that way, I don't think it's too many people that know rap that are not going to put Joe Buttons in the top 10 as far as lyricists. Maybe toward the bottom of the 10. Uh, that's hate Maybe that's But a, I'm, I'm just saying You can't a, name the last Dope Joe Budden song oh, no, that's, that's a fact That's all I'm saying That is a fact <laughs> that, that, I ain't knocking you on that and I'm, I'm sure we'll but have that, I don't think that takes away From how good that he is As a rapper And, and I think that people You say it's overrated And I think people Are finally starting to acknowledge it Because when he was a rapper People didn't care Because they wanted the songs True. Now people kind of give him the leeway to say, okay, yeah, you wasn't all of that other than pump it up, but you do got bars. Yeah, no. I think that's the that's the overrating that people give him now. Like, because bars <laughs> fell off for a while, and even when True. Joe was trying to pop, bars wasn't the end thing, but they back now. True. And that's why I think people are overrating him because people are putting a little bit more relevancy on bars than when Joe was in his prime. Now he's past his prime. People are looking back like, oh, dude was cold. So maybe now's the time to drop the is Absolutely the not. Even though <laughs> he's cold as he want to be, but he's as cold as I say he is as a lyricist, he's a lot better to me as a media person. That's fair. He has he he's he's probably the best conversation starter. I I take him over Charlemagne to be honest. I'm not mad at that right though. now. Yeah, yeah, I can respect that. Um, let's move on to some good news, man. God let's damn. Do it. Uh, Drake and Meek Mill, Young Aubrey, Aubrey and the Three Amigos tours in full effect. And during the Boston stop, he mm. brought out a special guest, man. Friend Ooh. turned foe, turned friend again. Meek Mill came out to a standing ovation uh, before performing his classic intro. This is big, little, or no deal. Um, it's a little deal. I I, I think. People that really believed that there was a, a beef that would lead to violence between Drake and Meek Mill probably think, hey, I'm glad that that won't happen again. But I mean, but it was the game. I, I think that they just didn't like each other for a moment. Both of them understand how big they are now. Both are a lot bigger than when they were beefing. And they'll make more money together than they will apart. So I think it's a little deal as far as anybody thinking that it would be any consequences from this beef but it's a big deal as far as what they may do moving forward uh, it's a big deal um these were two well, obviously drake is a star meek mill is on the come Whoa. up as a star 
Obviously, Drake is a star and Meek is not. Yeah, he's on the come up. Come on, man. He's not on Drake level. Beyonce but said free Meek Mill. That's true. It's because he signed a Rock Nation. I but all right. The, I went to the I went to the <laughs> on the run tour. He signed a Rock Nation. I went to the on the run tour. <laughs> Sixty thousand little white girls said free Meek Mill. <laughs> she said that's some Rock Nation ties. Okay, but um, no, this this was good to see, man. And I saw a lot of people, Ti specifically, and Ti is my guy. But he commented on Twitter, man, and said that everyone was gassing the beef. Now they're looking at the same two people, and they're happy now because they back cool, and he wasn't necessarily biting it. Bro, let's be honest. Wait. Yes. Listen, man. The beef was entertaining. We're here for entertainment. Not one person was out here asking for blood. Like, (laughs) let's be like, let's stop the bullshit. Nobody was out here wanting. It's all jokes. Let's not get the jokes confused with real life. We liked the entertainment of it. People thought Meek Mill was going to bring it because he came up in a little bit of a battle circuit on the streets or whatnot. So we thought that he was going to be a for real deal contender to Drake. He wasn't. Then Drake came back. We underappreciated his his knack for making a song be a diss record. He got a Grammy nomination off of this shit. It was for entertainment purposes, Tip. Nobody wanted them to literally shoot the five, dude. But you got to look at it from T.I.'s perspective. Ah, damn. Look at it from T.I.'s perspective, right? Like what you just said. This is, to me, to you, to the majority of us out here, this is entertainment. Like you said, it's for fun and games. Yes. Somebody dies, R.I.P. to Mac Miller. For sure. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that later. Somebody dies, things happen. Then, of course, as fans, we feel sorry about it. T.I., this is his life. He got to live this every day. You know what I'm saying? So he still got to go out and deal with people like, Thinking that he beefing with Flip and and, 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 and you know, it's just random stuff that certain people don't get. Now you and I've been following rap for a long time, so we understand. Yes, this is entertainment. This is not these people's lives. But I think the Ti is kind of too embedded in it. He too deep in the trenches to understand. Like, bro, we was laughing at this shit. It was funny. The game needed it. Right. I think that he was looking at it from a sense of, oh, if I did this, the niggas would have been want me to kill Flip and and this and that. Like, yeah, like, you, you're right. Because nah. that's the image that you put out there, T.I. Well, no, well, no, no. there's a small percentage of people yeah, who, but who think true. that this shit is really for real, for real, and it's on site, and all, all of that. The majority of people, especially ones that know rap, like, they're looking at it as it's a competition. It's a competitive sport, and two people win at it, yep. and one, there's going to be a winner, there's going to be a loser. That's kind of how this shit works. You know what? It sounds like just... From us diving into that and what I said and what you just said, T.I. is kind of upset that he doesn't have the opportunity to do what Meek and Drake did. Because of how T.I. presents himself, like, would you, no one would want to see him and Flip reunite. Not just because Flip is irrelevant, because. No, that's a big reason because Flip is irrelevant. (laughs) But also, though, because T.I. portrays himself as this, like, you know, he ain't the toughest guy in the world, but I mean, T.I. a real street dude. For sure. Right, so you don't expect him to go back and be hugging niggas up and shit, even though he may want to. He may want to get on stage with Ludacris and do a joint tour. I'm not sure. Now, that'll make that'll be a little that'll more be, relevant if they if they were to bury the hatchet okay. like formally. So, okay, great point. Now, you say that, me as a T.I. fan, and I'm not that big of a Ludacris fan, I would see that, and I'm calling bullshit. I'm like, I don't want to see y'all niggas hug. Y'all <laughs> Even though they've been, to, they've been in. They have. They've they done songs and whatever. We're just yeah, using yeah. that as an example. But 
I think that T.I. looks at it like I don't have the luxury of being able to do that. Like, because if I did that with Ludacris, per se, people going to be like, oh, y'all niggas fake. Y'all this and that. Because they come from a different era and they're different people. But Drake and me can do it. And be like, oh, yeah, y'all back together. Let's hear a new song. And that's just a new generation. And what we were talking true. about with Joe Buttons. Like, he can navigate. The older artists can't navigate like the new ones can. They got a lot more freedom and luxury to do stuff like Meek and Drake, and I don't think the T.I. likes that. No, nah, it, it's a good look. It's kind of similar when Nas and Jay kind of buried the hatchet and linked back up. Mm. That was a good look for the rap game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, I'd rather hear them making songs together, do, making moves together, getting money together. Then, you know what I mean? Because yeah. at the end of the day, yes, it's fun to watch. We like to watch movies, and there's a hero, there's a villain. Right. and All that's entertaining and cool, but when it's in real life, especially when it's us and our culture, we'd rather see them getting money together. But we, we're not going to act like people can't have disagreements. We're that's not going to act like they can't have beefs, and there can't be dope records associated with it. And Meek Mill bounced back a while ago. Like, he's... He's actually his redemption story from all of that is it's trending is cra- upward. Yeah, it's crazy in itself. So it's good to see that shit. That shit was kind of dope. And Drake would have been petty for kicking the nigga while he down when he was locked up and shit. That would have been whack anyway. That would have that would have took away the nice for what year for him. That ain't that wasn't, right. that wasn't in God's plan. So <laughs> he had to get there. That was right. cute. Tough. Um. All right, man. Last thing before we get to this music break. My boy Kanye. Oh my God. Back on Twitter. How did you slide another to Kanye? Why are we talking about Kanye? Well, back first of all, his ass off. Before we get to this. Okay. Well, actually, go ahead. Okay. I Kanye bring, back tweeting his ass off. Uh, Ye has been on his press run. He hit Chicago for a couple of radio stations, remember? Uh, and obviously, he's found his phone because he's back on Twitter. He lost it. But on September 8th at 7 45 p.m. Eastern, yeah. he sent the tweet out that simply said, Throne 2 coming soon. <laughs> Does the rap game need this? It's not going to be with Jay-Z. Does the rap game need thrown two? Yes, Man, motherfucker, we do. All the rap game need from Kanye West is for him to be mentally stable. That's all. I don't need anything else other than him to be mentally stable. And once he's mentally stable and start back making the banging beats that I like with the slowed down samples and I get the old Kanye back, then we can talk about collaborations and songs with Jay-Z, but I'm not. I can bet you a million dollars that Jay-Z ain't recording a bar really? with Kanye West. Because he said it Throne 2 coming soon. And you know what happened last Who time he that? went on the Twitter? Kanye said that. Yeah. You want to know what happened when he said shit was coming soon? Yeah. We had five weeks in a row of good music. Yeah, yeah, that was prior to him saying, hey, Jay-Z, I know you got killers. Don't send the killers after me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jay-Z, I know you. They like, talked. Hope, I'm sure. Man, nah, hope not fucking with dude. So my, I proposed a question to you and what I was going to say before you asked is, does he mean Watch the Throne with someone else, like Lil Pump? Did you know they got the new single out. Yeah, are, you, was, are you signing up for the Lil Pump? That was in, for the check, though. That was for the Pornhub bag. Oh my, it wasn't, because yeah, he's doing a song with Takashi next. I don't know what that bag is for. I don't yeah, know you what know what it's for. for. You know what he's chasing. He felt the heat from him saying all the shit that he said. He's seen what it looked like when the sales go down from you pissing people off when people don't download your music people stop buying them Yeezys so what do I do I go hop with the hot young Lils no. give me a little pump give me a little Takashi <laughs> whatever let me blow up and do this dumb ass video in these big balloon suits <laughs> whatever's gonna get people to oh I need to apologize or oh, I will apologize Man, get the fuck out of here, Kanye West, man. We're not falling for it. There is no watch the throne. Shit. Only reason he threw that out there is because of all the bad PR he got. He's trying to do everything that he can to trend upward. I'm going to do a song with Lil Pump. Check. I'm going to do a song <laughs> with Takashi. Check. Watch the throne, too. Check. Apologize to black people. Check. Go back to Chicago. Check. Call Consequence. Check. Like, 
All of this shit is just like we know you're not in there anymore, Kanye. You're gone, so quit trying to act like all of this shit is gonna help. It's not. My boy is back. He's not in there anymore. Clear headed. <laughs> that Washer Throne Two is coming soon. I'm guessing within the next thirty mm-hmm. days. And, and I got the fucking <laughs> within have the next it. thirty days. I got to have it. You you being unrealistic. And I said that you're too. Being unrealistic. And you know it. No, nah, I want I want motherfuckers to go back mm-hmm. when we were talking about this, and we said who who should he do a seven track joint with. And I, one of my suggestions was he should go ahead and just do that Watch the Throne, <laughs> knock that out because Mike Dean was doing work on sh- on people's shit. Go ahead and do that. Knock that shit Bro. out together. I called that. We're going to get it in 30 days, and God damn it, I got to have it. There ain't going to be new Jay-Z verses. I say that. Well, actually, hell, not, not, Bro. it's not coming. We're getting the seven track going, look, bro. Jay-Z, He'll do seven. If I, He's Jay-Z, not doing a full album. Jay-Z ain't got no reason to record anything with Kanye West. Like, uh, based off all of his last interviews when he was doing the press run for 444, he put it as if, if I never talk to dude again, it's cool. Like, yeah. we ain't, he, he put That's it as if. That's how he felt at the time. Uh, he put it as if we have nothing else to say. So, for me to go in there and do seven songs, I'm not even emailing you no tracks, bro. I don't think anyone is going to help Kanye West, anyone of of good stature, I would say. Ain't none of them gonna help Kanye West get back in people's good graces. They gonna make him do that himself. Jay Z not gonna help him. Beyonce not gonna help him. Consequence and GLC did it because they had a check that it was associated with it. I'm sure. Y'all pop up at the radio station with me in Chicago. I got fifty racks for y'all. Y'all want some stuff for Donda's house now? I got it. No worries. And I don't think that anybody's gonna extend the olive branch for Kanye West to pop back up. Yeah, they will. especially not Jay Z. Yeah, they will. Yeah, well, that's his brother at the end of the day. No, it's not. At the end of the day, they may have been at odds, but that's, that's his brother, though. It's not. And you know, I'll, his brother is Tata is Jay Z's brother. <laughs> I will it's say Jay this brother. though that um, he did Kanye did also say that he was teaching a class at the Chicago Art Institute. How? And the Chicago Art Institute came out and How? said that that's not true. See? That's crazy. And so, then who let mentally unstable people teach click kids? And I ain't, I ain't taking that. mental mental health is very important. For sure Kanye West can't teach no kids man Fuck He could teach the world Alright Teach him how to be assholes He can teach the goddamn world Let's get to this music break man (laughs) Speaking of T.I. He's got a new single Actually he dropped two new singles Um, This one is with The aforementioned Meek Mill This is off the Dime Trap album Dime Trap ready Oh yeah it's coming soon man It's called Hefe Check it out City to city Bad bitches and titties She jump on the jet with me She on the tour I'm in Valencia Lorraine and Javinci My pockets on Benji And she in Dior Flexing the grand See suckers buy shit on their Twitter like killers and really get smoked. No niggas that used to be Travers on Twitter just telling us jokes. While we getting money, just burning this bridge trying to turn it to toast. For real, they say we talk about money too much, but maybe they ain't getting money enough. I say, Demon Lil Poppy, he come with a truck, he gon' make me a tab and I'm running it up. Gracias. Let me welcome you, get introduced to the king. Bitten in Ferrari, brand new and they clean. So disappointed when niggas all shit on their record. You see them, don't do anything. Okay, killing these nigga with more and before. Been starting to shine, and back in the 90s. I'm about to forget it. The Glock in my pocket, remind you, yeah, plug the whole city behind me. Spent hundreds of thousands, no millions of diamonds. In Philly, they go at me, milli about me. I'm solid and thorough, stand up before. See these niggas, I just be like, what the fuck? Ain't nowhere in the hell you can fuck with her. Like a baby with no furniture. I can't do nothing. All right, man, we back. That was T.I. and McMill. Hefe, how you feel about that? Being a T.I. fan, I'm not mad at his flow. Meek wasn't talking about nothing really on that. Beat was banging. I'm ready for Beat that. Beat hard. Beat was banging. Who done that beat, you know? Bangladesh. Yeah, it's hard right Back. there. Now, I'm with that, though. T.I. came in snapping. Um, sounded very youthful on there. Ready for that new T.I. Uh, 
wouldn't say all that. Let's get it. I'll check it out. And if it's his last one, hey, this is a good start if it's his last one, though. I'm not going to lie. And I even like the song with Yo Gotti that they put out called Rafe. Uh, so he two for two with the singles. Right. We'll see what the whole tape sound like. Dime trap on the way, shout it. Uh, we are back. And as you alluded to earlier, man, of course, we had the um, untimely passing of Mac Miller. Uh, 26 years old, mm. man, died on September 7th. Uh, from an apparent drug overdose, uh, we're still waiting on those results uh, from the toxicology and all that mm-hmm. fancy doctor stuff, man. But uh, real sad to see, man. Like I, I listen to Mac Miller's music on and off. I had a couple of my a handful of joints that I had on repeat from his. But uh, every time I seen him, like he seemed like a real like, and I don't mean seen him in person. I mean seen him like on TV and shit. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a genuinely like cool ass dude. Like, and a lot of people had dope shit to say about him. Agreed. And kind of just reflected what I had already assumed about him. He wasn't really in no beef and shit like that. He seemed like a genuine dude. Kind of one of the first artists that I can recall of this new era that got on like on a slick independent tip and made a lot of moves like that. So um. Yeah, shout out to his friends, family, and condolences to them as well. Yeah, yep, I second that. Condolences to his friends and his family and all the fans of Mac Miller. Uh, just a PSA, what I would say from that, check on your people, man. You never know uh, what your friends are going through. You never know what people who you associate are going through. And you don't have to be Dr. Phil and talk them through it as a counselor or anything, but sometimes people just need you to listen to them. That's you know a fact. I mean? So pick up the phone here now and then and just talk to your homeboy who always strong, who ain't never really going through nothing and always nonchalant or even your homegirl and just talk to him, you know, or listen to him. Yeah. And, and see if that can help them. That would be my PSA because like you said, Mac Miller came off as a real genuine dude. You wouldn't think that anything was that wrong, anything that he was that deep into the drugs or whatnot. Well, he alluded to in some of his yeah. music, but if you're not just listening to his shit like exactly. consistently like that, you may not be aware. Right. So when you see the, see the signs or not, just check up with your people, man. Stay in contact with them, have conversations with them, talk to them. And you know, make sure they're healthy mentally. And another thing, though, real quick, like mm-hmm. y'all got people got to like stop going online and like shitting on like how other people, how it's affected other people. Like everybody's like, oh, now everybody's a Mac Miller, bro. We're in 2018. I have access to a zillion songs in my phone. Right? Was I writing around listening to Mac Miller yesterday, motherfucker? Like, no. Like, you want to know why? Because there's too many songs, albums, mixtapes, EPs, soundtracks. All of that is available. It's not 95 no more. We're not riding around listening to the same thing over and over and over again. We have options. That's true. So just because I wasn't listening to the great greatest hits of Mac Miller the day he died doesn't mean that I didn't see him on the MTV show and I thought he was funny and it touched me that way. Or I had that one go-to joint from his album a couple years ago that I kept on repeat. Yeah. Or, I'm saying, or that doesn't That's make true. anybody any more or less of a fan or affected by it. Like, people trying to like be the number one fan. I ain't no trophies in that shit. Like, I've been listening to him since such yeah, and like, such. Yeah, like, bro, you, what, you, what, you want a cookie? Yeah, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, like the first... Mac Miller album that I listened to. Shout out to homie Chris uh, Platty. Yeah, uh, strictly hip hop and sports. That was the first time that I listened. Strictly hip hop, strictly hip hop and hoops talk. Hip hop and hoops. So I always messed it up. My bad, Chris. But um, that was the first time that I listened to a Mac Miller album in full to do a review for his podcast. And, yeah, you know, I I was I liked it, and I wouldn't say that I was a Mac Miller fan, but it do it, it hits you a certain way when you say I I just. Created some content concerning, you know what I'm saying, his his album and how he's passed. So I, I agree with what you said. A lot of people want to jump on that thing and say, oh, I was the first one to, yeah. to tell you guys about Mac that's Miller. Cool. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. You can mourn just like I can. Yeah, so. that's fine. Just 
bro, get a guy off your high horse. Oh, uh, he's twenty six. That's shit crazy. True. Um, all right, man. Moving on, man, to the the topic of discussion today, man. Um, shout out to the suggestion that we got. A little more on that later from an on decker of ours. Um, hip hop underachievers, man. Joe Budden went on a mean rant. Uh, against Eminem Had a lot of people talking Man like damn Is his career Has he been better Than in the last 10 years Some people may argue With that um, So it kind of Had us thinking Who are some of the Biggest underachievers In hip hop We've done overachievers Shout out to that episode I want to say That was 2016 Damn We did all, I know Shit time moving by Quick as fuck um, So of course It only makes sense To do the underachievers You've got three mm-hmm. I've got three All for different reasons Who is your first when you think underachiever in hip hop, my first one when I think underachiever in hip hop, I think about okay, where is this person at right now, and where they are right now compared to how I remember them when I considered them to be on the rise. And the first person that I came up with was Joel Santana. Mm. At one point in time, there was a summer. It seems like a long time ago. Joel Santana and Lil Wayne were maybe the top two. Out of three rappers in the game I Can't Feel My Face series Was popping, the Diplomats were popping Jewels was considered Lyrically one of the best MCs That there was Jewels dropped two albums, What the Game's Been Missing And From Me To You From Me To You yep. And now he's facing 20 years for having a gun In the airport in Jersey yeah. And even in between time When he was he was working on mixtapes for a little bit Then it, they blamed Jewels For Dipset not being able to get back Together fully once Cam and Jimmy Squashed their beef they couldn't get a hold of Jewels and get him consistently working So my first one as far as Underachieving is Jewels because Jewels was young he was on The rise he had bars He was in the right click he was fashionable He had the chicks yeah. he was Fucking with people in other like Camps and they respected him Jewels was on the ascension to stardom And he never really Had the Luther curl effect Yeah, uh, Never really got juicy That that third album was supposed to be the one that was, He had the Def Jam machine behind him uh, The Ronald Reagan era I believe is what it was called I can't remember Did it come out? No oh, okay. That was coming soon forever I missed it <laughs> That's what I'm saying it, We all missed it yeah. He missed it As a matter of fact He fell off the face of the earth yeah. We didn't know where Jewels was at And listen For the last probably year or so Every time Jewels name has been brought up on this show It's been for some negative shit mm-hmm. We're not trying to beat up on Jewels I mean but the fact remains <laughs> The facts are there <laughs> We're just trying to say Of where he was headed yeah. Versus where he's at now Is completely different I wouldn't have guessed it That was a time where Wayne was the greatest rapper alive And he was standing right next to him So that that light shined right on him And so the expectations were maybe a little higher Than we should have had for yeah. if, if you were to tell me in 2004 or 5 That Jewels would be the least productive Least successful member of the Diplomats Yeah, that would have been wild No way I would have believed And you. he was young too He was 19-ish Yeah, he was young And it seemed like I said His star was the brightest So if you were to be like, man, Jewels If I had to rank him one, two, three Him, Kimmy, and him, damn Jimmy and Cam Yeah Jewels is last Yeah Tough That's rough Who That's, you got uh, my, my first one man We're going back to 06 Lupe Fiasco guys um, mm. September of 06 Around this time ironically um, He had his debut album Classic Yeah Food and Liquor Grammy award winning He had the Jay Z co-sign on it He even had the fire ass single That turned into He had the accidental hit 
He had the kick push on there. He was supposed to ascend, ascend to an A-level hip-hop star. He had the bars. He was in the Midwest, a little bit of an underrepresented area at that time. You had maybe Nelly a couple of years earlier. Eminem had started to fall off. Kanye was just beginning to warm up. So you had he had a nice area where he could have put a nice little foothold in because he's different from all of those people I just named. Um, I feel like label politics threw him completely off the square uh, around that third album, around Lasers where he was going at it with his label. He wanted to be taken off. He wanted to be mm. back on uh, mm. free Lupe. And, bro, like that threw him completely off. I looked at him as a mid-2000s Kendrick before mm. Kendrick. Mm. Um, and it never quite went to that. Like He has the bars. He had the song-making ability. He had a couple, one or two hits under his belt. Yeah. I thought we even did an episode a couple years back called Who's Coming to Dinner? And we picked what three or four people who we would want to have come to our dinner. Right. Um, the hip hop related, of course. And one of those people I picked was Lupe. That's crazy. And, and like, <laughs> I, I feel like, and I said at the time that I felt like I wanted a, an artist that I could sit with. And I, I felt when I left him, I would be smarter. Hmm. I feel like that was Lupe's lane. And he had it because he could do the song with Bruno Mars. You are what you say. So you can do the chart shit, but then you know you can also spit some real shit, kind of like how Kendrick is teetering on that line now. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the street dudes behind him because they was that was his management group. Free Chili. Uh, all of that. Like He had the streets. He had the, 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 the hip-hop heads because he had bars. And he just, I think the label politics soured him from wanting to go any higher. And so we fell back. And so we, we've got the Lupe now who's retired seven times. Is he still retired? I don't know. Mm. I, I think he might be dropping soon. Who the fuck knows? For me, I, that's totally spot on. And what I would say, even more so than the label politics, is Lupe is a smart dude, and it's very relevant from like anything that he does. Yeah, it's apparent. But at some point in time, you can be too smart for the room. Mm. Jay-Z said this. I can rhyme like common sense, but I sold 10 mil, and I ain't been rhyming like common sense. Yeah, Lupe missed the memo. And not to say that his raps are too complex or anything, but there was just too much going on outside of music. I want y'all to come boycott the record station. Oh, I'm not doing this this month. I, like It was always something that had nothing to do with the music to us as the fan. Yeah. Like I don't really care nothing about your label, bro. I don't really care nothing about them not paying you. What I care about is what you create. And like you said, that label stuff started to fuck with his creativity, and then the creativity was just over the top. Like I don't understand what you're talking about with samurai swords and yeah. all of this weird stuff. So people, I think, just checked out. It was too much going on. I, I can't keep up with how smart you are and the politics and the music. He came out a couple of years too soon. I think if he would have came out post-Kendrick, he right been, around that same time. You know who he would have been? Who? Jay Electronica. Nah, because he puts out music, though. Okay. Jay Electronica don't put out no music. That's true. Like, Lupe would have put out music, and he probably would have been independent. That may have been a better route. He may have been more yeah. like a Joey Badass, maybe. Mm-hmm. I could see him being like that, but Lupe has had hits, Grammy-nominated shit. True. So he had broke through... To that level, but he never stuck the landing, and that's it's a little disappointing. Could do nice, super nice. Yeah. Um. All right. Who's your next person? The aforementioned Joseph Button. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. 
at one point in time, Joe Budden was considered when he first signed to Def Jam as the next generation of MC, following in the footsteps of a Jay-Z, following in the footsteps of Hove. And what Joe Budden's was supposed to do was come through and give you a blueprint. Joe Budden was, excuse me, not a blueprint at that time, but come through and give you a reasonable doubt. And Joe just was never that into playing the whole star MC role. Yeah, I think he had the ability to do so. He, like to pump it up went big, yeah. and he, pump it up was big. That might be the worst thing that happened to him. Though. That, exactly, and that's what I was going to get to. Pump it up was big, but it kind of made him something different from what he was. And then you try to capture that success again. I feel like, and then it it, it never happens. And then he comes off as this old disgruntled guy. When really, I mean, he just has a lot of introspective and, and wants things to work a certain way because he knows the business. He knows what money he's supposed to be getting and knows, like, the different takes and, and, and different ways and back channels that people move. And he doesn't want to be in those politics and get caught up in that. And I think that that heavily deterred him from the start that he could have been. He could have been. I ain't going to say he would have been a Jay-Z or anything like that. But he right. could have been a lot bigger artist and still being an artist right now. And like I said, from where he started, would pump it up to being probably one of the best media podcast guys now. It's in a it's a different lane, and it, some people wouldn't call that a rise. Some people would say that was a down step. Yeah, I mean, and those label politics that we spoke about with Lupe, they affected Joe the same way, and it's apparent when you listen to him talk about the music industry. Facts. Um, I thought his first album was dope. Um, had some good joints on there. Pump It Up was horrible. That was probably the worst thing to happen to him. That song became bigger than him. And that shit, I'm sure he still gets checks because it probably gets played at Brooklyn Nets games and all of that, and that's cool monetarily. But then you got to live up to that, and the label's going to be like, we need another one of Pump those. Yep. And that's never what you were about. I'm not even sure why he recorded that in the first place. Um, but, uh, yeah, musically, uh, his career, is def- he definitely underachieved musically. He's pivoted and is doing his thing, you know, media-wise, but a music level has got to be a little bit of a letdown if you was a Joe Budden fan early. That is a fact, especially and that first album was good. Yeah, I fuck with it. I, know, I fuck uh, with it strong. That ten minutes is a classic song. That's banging. Uh, so yeah, that's all. Who you got next? Uh, my next up, man, Rich Boy. It's mm, my guy. Love Rich Boy. I fucked with Rich Boy heavy. I thought he was going to be a star. He had the Interscope machine grinding behind him. Mm-hmm. Had a grade A producer. That's when you when you have a producer right next to you and you get first dibs on the piff. What happened to Polo to Dawn? I have no fucking clue what happened to Polo to Dawn. And that probably answers what happened to Rich Boy because when Polo to Dawn disappeared, Rich Boy disappeared right along with him, dude. And I feel like and he was coming from Alabama, a city with minimal hip-hop representation. So you got a whole city slash state on your back. He could have been the face of that. He had proven hit-making ability with the Throw Them Ds on it, with the classic remix with Andre 3000 on it. Like and his debut album was fire. Like he had so much potential. He had that southern draw when the South was really coming up. And you, anytime you come from a place where you're the first to make it, you can be the face of that, and you can put other people on, and that just like pushes your brand up even further. I think whatever happened with Polo, if that doesn't happen, then Rich Boy's career arc is totally different, and we're talking about him in a, in a different light. Now he just comes off as a one hit wonder. That is a fact. I th- I think Rich Boy tried to pull out too quickly. Pause. Mm-hmm. Like he was doing the music stuff, and then the next thing that I heard, he was in Hollywood trying to do the acting. 
What did you see him act in? Ain't nothing. Exactly. And that's my point. He tried to do that too quickly. Somebody got in his ear and said, hey, you should move to Hollywood, and you should go out here and be in all these things and do all of these pilots and, yep. and read for these parts, and none of them happened. He should have focused more on the music, and I think that he would still be relevant today because that was a major fall-off. Throw some Ds on there was a hit. That was a smash. Yeah, I mean, at least people still be trying to rap after a big hit. Like, you can find, like, we were talking about Young Chris last week. Yeah. I ain't seen no Rich Boy Project in years. That was his debut album. His follow-up came seven years later. I didn't even know he had a follow-up. You see what I'm saying? And, and, Do Rich Boy still rap? Not for real, for real. Mm. Like, he may put out a video here once in a while, but, like, bro, like I don't know what he got going on. Mm. And you know what I think hurt him and I think hurts a lot of artists when they come out? His debut album was self-titled. Rich Boy. It was just called Rich Boy. What's a classic album that's self-titled, bro? None. Nobody does that. Everything has to. You have to have a name to get the attention. It's got to be a get rich or die trying. Well, it it's got to be a good kid, Mad City. It's got to make a statement. Yeah, that's the movie. Like you, you need a, a script, essentially, to live. Like that's reasonable doubt. You need a story. Yeah, you need the story. You need a script. Like you said, reasonable doubt. Get rich or die trying. Good kid, Mad City. Thug motivation one hundred and one. What if Jeezy's first album was called Young Jeezy? Mm. It doesn't have the, like, yes, the content is there, but it doesn't have the same oomph to it. That's a great point. When it's just self-titled. Joe Budden heard from that. That was his first album. Yep, it was Joe just Budden. Joe Budden. That is, that is a fact. Like, what? Like, you can't name a classic self-titled album, dude. That's part mm. of the packaging. That's all. It's just part of the movement that comes with the, you know, with the material yeah. and the look and the story. Just have a damn album we need title. A t- you need a title for this. Yeah, God like, with damn. everything to get people interested and engaged, you're gonna need a title for it. I agree. That's all. I just looked up Paulo the Don. It says the last thing that he did was on the Best of Fifty Cents project. No fucking way. I think what he had say? some. I think he had some pop shit since then, oh, like okay. some well, Fergie or some shit. Ain't listen on him. This is allmusic.com. All the album credits, 173 of them, and the last one from 2017 on the Best of Fifty Cents. He was on Double Dutches and Heartbreak on a Full Moon. Who, who is Kane Brown? You know him? I have no fucking clue. That's my. What, what? He did work on Monica's album, Cold Red, Tamir Braxton's Create, Calling All Lovers, Man. Kane Brown, Kane Brown, Chris Brown's Heartbreak on a Full Moon. It's Kane Brown, Chris Brown, brother? Who the fuck is that? It got to be his uncle. Probably. Ain't nobody came to see you, Chris. <laughs> My point Tim is, Rich, fans know what that is. Rich, never seen it. Rich Boy could have been crazy. a. Uh, he could have been a star, man. Who you got for your third? Last, not least. Very capable MC. A lot of people may disagree with me on this, but I think uh, his star was shining a lot brighter before he made the commitment to run with the team that he's currently on. I don't even know if he's still on this team. But Wale. Stop. At, 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 a, at a certain point in time, Stop. you would say Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Wale. Yeah. You don't say that anymore. And the reason that you don't say that anymore because Wale – he followed the carrot Like I think Kendrick Stayed in his own lane And did his own thing J. Cole of course He hasn't changed clothes In three years Right Wale kind of was like You know what I think I did that With my first album What is that The one with Marshawn Bros on the, Where he's sitting In front of the TV's Attention deficit Or something like yeah. that Yeah Marshawn Bros is on, on uh, The second, second one, one. But, Oh no no She's on that one Yeah, oh, no, yeah Okay right. so With Wale I think that he was Heading to be A big superstar To be a a name that could stand along by himself because he has the talent to do so and he has a personality to do so. But 
when he signed with MMG, and you mix that up with Meek Mill, you mix it up with Rick Ross, people started to ask questions, and they started to hate for no reason. Like, people would say, oh, well, Wale doesn't fit with Rick Ross, and what are they going to do? The music really didn't change, other than you having a couple Ross features, but I think the perception that you're chasing behind Rick Ross to try to be more famous than you are, and you're not doing what people thought you should do as far as the, he real good with the spoken word and how he incorporated <laughs> into his rap and good stuff like that. So people just didn't see that fitting in with MMG. And it hasn't been a failure, but I think it has severely curbed Wale's ascension to being a, a superstar, like an A-lister, like J. Cole, like Kendrick Lamar, like Drake. He was once mentioned in that class until he started running with MMG. Yeah, so I'm going to go Wale. And that falls into the you can't outshine the master, 48 Laws of Power, so he's only going to be as big as Rick Ross is going to last. That's why you don't sign with Rick Ross. Well, you, but you can't say that Meek Mill underachieved. You can't mm-hmm. say that. You can't say that MMG didn't help him. So well, Meek, that, no. and, and, and that's the thing. No, <laughs> that, that's a great point because Meek Mill needs that help. Like, people will criticize Meek Mill lyrically and say all he does is yell. No one has ever... In my that I've come across question Wale's bars, so the whole questioning was with that type of rapping ability. Why would I go stand behind Rick Ross? It's more than that though, because Rick Ross makes music. Yeah, that's true. So it, it's more than just the bars. It's like okay, check. You got your lane. He got the sneakerhead, the shoe guy lane. Right. Check. You you from D.C. again? Not super populated with with artists. Mm-hmm. Check. So he checks off all of that. I think that move was. Well, I, I think it, it, it. I think it worked out for him at the I end of the day, though. I think it put him, it pegged him in a hole, as to where, and he maybe can grow out of this. But I'm just speaking of right now. Why I call him an underachiever? It's like you go. It's like Kevin Durant's kind of a bad example, but it's like you going to play on a team when you got a lot of skills, but they only need you to do one thing. Gotcha. And they only need it while later, like to fill a position, as opposed to what Kendrick Lamar does at TDE. They turn him into a role player. Is what you exactly. Say. And I don't think that Wale is a role player. Nah, that's, I can respect that. Yep. Um, my last one, man, Young Buck. 2004, man, straight out of cash. Buck. That 1,000%. percent dropped the Dropped a fire-ass 2004 album straight out of Cashville. Vibe called him the next Pac. Hello. Listen, <laughs> that's pretty funny. He got... Rave reviews everywhere. Everybody <laughs> fuck with him. The streets fuck with him. The chicks fuck with him. Dudes was rocking with him. And Pause. Jesus Christ. Super Paul. Watch that right now. He was part of an all-star team on G-Unit with that Interscope machine behind him. If he would have played his cards a little differently, stayed in line just maybe one or two albums longer, he could have had that G-Unit south, and mm-hmm. then he could have turned himself and transitioned to a nice boss. Hello. Where the South is popping right now. <laughs> Instead, we got him constantly battling shade room gossip on mm. IG right now. Mm. I don't understand. He could have been the face of Tennessee, Nashville. He could have opened the door up, let a whole lot of other people run through, Pause. Mm. But instead, Jesus. we get the media takeout shit right now. Hello. And he could have been a star. <laughs> Buck could have been a star. Maybe he shouldn't have signed the G Unit in the first place. Maybe that's what mm. I'm maybe that's what happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but nah. dude was talented, and it's he on he about to be on some where are they now type shit. Shout out to Young Buck, shout out to Cub, the cook up boss, and Donald Trap making the trap great again. Hello, uh, I don't know if I agree with this, and nah, I, he underachieved like a motherfucker. I tell you why though. 
with the current stuff that's going on with Buck right now, y'all just go to Shade Room because we ain't really going to get into that. I ain't got time for that. It don't register outside of the city, you know that? Yeah, like, even what, with the Shade Room, people that are kind of like, people are like, oh, okay. Like, I yeah, was talking fine. to somebody yesterday, and I was, he didn't, one, he listens to rap, and he had no idea that this was going on. Be an older cat. Okay. Right, so he had no idea that this was going on, so I explained it to him. He was like, man... I didn't even know Young Buck made music after that whole thing where he was crying on the phone with 50 Cent. That's my point. So that happened a long time ago. True. You're right, though. He, It's an underachievement to an extent, but I think that us, because we're closer to him seeing his rise, we thought or think that Buck is bigger than what he was. I don't think the rest of the country perceived him as such a big artist, especially now with this stuff that's happening. Like He was a lot of people's favorite out of G-Unit, bro. That's true. So let me... Do it, it was huge. Do it this way. Let's say that what's going on with Buck right now was going on with Tony Yayo. It wouldn't he didn't have that potential. No, no, no. I'm just talking about the newsworthy, like people caring about it. It'd be on the same level. I don't think so. You like, think it'd be like, a bigger level? Yes. Okay. I think more people would be talking like I think artists would be addressing this. That's only because 50 would make it a bigger deal than what it is. If there was because a reason. Ye- because I feel like the Yayo is a bigger personality to him, to 50. Yeah, they're closer. Uh, I just don't. I don't know. I, I don't think the book is as big outside of uh, our region. No, he's not, and he should have been. That's my uh, point. That's I why I have him on my <laughs> underachiever list. Well, I mean, I, just, I was just saying I don't think he's big enough to even be considered an underachiever. That's what I'm saying. No, nah, he was he was on the biggest, one of the biggest groups of all time. That is a fact. And he was a lot of people's favorites on one of the biggest groups of all time. That is a fact. And he dropped two projects but, that were banging, and they were critically acclaimed, and he was getting ready. No, what no, I'm see, that, okay, I'm going to stop you right there, because that's what I want to address. You and I maybe were expecting G-Unit South, or for him to expand, or for Cashville Records to I know, we knew he work. was going to fuck it up. No, stop, well, we knew that. Well, we, we, knew, that. we, we, we knew, knew that, that he was going to attempt it. I don't think the people outside our region was like, oh, oh Buck can sign artists? Like they, never, they didn't get to that point. They never looked at him beyond that, though. They, they always looked at him like a role player. It crashed and burned too soon. You got to uh, give motherfuckers time. They had two good albums. That don't, that, I, I just said Shit. he went too early. Shot I, mean, shot I agree with early. the fall off. I just don't know how big he was. And I ain't saying that I'm not hating or anything like that because Young Buck was a, definitely a, a superstar. The only reason that I say that is because of the response from now. Like, what's going on now? Yeah, because he's the falling car- off already, bro. Ain't that big of a fall off in the world. Yeah, I'm telling you, if this Lloyd shit Banks, happened, Tony Ayo, they're all If that shit happened boat. to Lloyd Banks, people would be going crazy. No. For the simple fact that he looked like Brian Pumper. For the simple like, fact people that people would be going crazy. I just think that he's in a bigger market, dog. They're in New York. Uh, That's why I would Okay, be, well, that got a lot to do with it, too. But this is the second or third time this has happened to Buck, and nobody says anything about this. That's because he's already fallen off, <laughs> bro. If this happened to Rich Boy, nobody would talk about it because he's falling off. That's what know. I'm saying. All these people we're naming are not A-listers today. And that's why they're on this list. Mm. So, that's true. I mean, I, I'm not knocking that fact. I just don't. Like I say, I, I'm not sure how big people outside of the South consider Buck to be. Man, people fuck with dude. Heavy. Yeah. He was the only one in G Unit that was doing songs with other other people. Yeah. <laughs> they they that's would get true. him on songs. That's true. That's what that that's what I'm saying. So what could have been with that, we'll never know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was an opportunity wasted. Hello. Man, y'all let us know, man. <laughs> Give us a couple of underachieving artists, man. Let us know your three. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, add on TV podcast, Facebook, join yep. the rap chat. Let us know who underachieved in your eyes. Yes, we want to hear from you so y'all respond on all social media sites, man. Engage with us. Join the conversation so we can figure out who's next. Would you say Murphy Lee? 
Mm, that's my boy too. Yeah, nah, I ain't mad. I'm not mad at anybody on this list, but uh, hey, everybody can't make it. Yeah, you could put Murphy Lee on there because Murphy Lee was he was like, dope. He was the best out of out of St. Lunatics. He's the best rapper. That's what I'm saying. I bought that Murphy Lee. You bought all of that shit. I, I definitely was. I was. A you heavy bought that Nelly. heavy starch. I bought the heavy starch. I leave. <sighs> I bought both Nellies. He was Nelly rich Bill. that day. Tough. Jesus Let's Christ. Go. Let's go. Shout out to the St. Lunatics, man. St. Lunatics, man. Shout out St. Louis, man. Shout out Zoe, everybody up in the loop, man. Absolutely, man. Now let's take it to H Town with this next artist. Actually, excuse me. He's signed to an H Town artist. He's mm. not actually from H Town. Uh, Sheck West yeah. had a song named Mo Bamba that's been bubbling all year. It's kind of taken to his height right now. Mo Bamba. He's signed to Travis Scott. He's originally from another H Town, which is Harlem. Let's check it out. Sheck West mm. I got huh? How you feel about that Young Mo Bamba um, yeah. That's trash man <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you I could see him being signed With Travis Scott though Yeah And popping off of that but That's a young Hey It's not, my, young it's not for me I can call it trash But I ain't gonna shit On the young guys Just I know that That's not for me Yeah What about you You like it no, It's not bad it's, it, There's a setting for it it's probably in some type of club or some type of festival. I've seen him do some live shows. He was at the Governor's Ball. He was at Made in America. Travis Scott brought him out at, at some show, and the crowd was shaking it to it. So it's like you said, it's for that. It's for the youngsters in the mosh pit that's jumping around to Travis Scott music. Not for my washed ass, but shout out to the young Harlemite. Yeah. Sheck West. You see what a Drake uh, shout out gets you? This song probably be more prosperous than Mo Bamba's career, though. Damn, Mo Bamba? You uh, threw Mo Bamba under the bus like that? Yeah, Mo Bamba's 7'1". He weighs 105 pounds. <laughs> He's athletic, man. He can move around. He's agile. <laughs> he better move around for somebody blow him away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, last but not least, man, did you see of the week? All right. Um, Columbia Pictures has greenlit an old, dirty bastard biopic. Hmm. Um RZA is producing it That's his cousin For wow. those of you who didn't know um, They're seeking a director for the film right now Are you in or are you out on a ODB biopic? I could care less about an ODB biopic I'm going to be completely honest with you Because I wasn't a fan of Wu-Tang Or ODB I think that he's an interesting person But I will see this Because in my opinion There is a genius associated with this And it's not Kanye West It's RZA Mm. Rizzo, I feel like is a, a a creative genius, and if he putting his name on this, I want to see it because I think that as far as his acting abilities, he's good. Directing abilities for what he's directed, he's good. So I would be interested to see what Rizzo puts out as far as old. I think it'll be wildly entertaining. He's uh 
Quentin Tarantino is a heavy influencer Facts. on RZA, so I feel like that would be a great movie to see just because RZA has something to do with it, not necessarily because of ODB. What do you think? I'm here for it because I never understood the fascination with ODB, so maybe this will shed some light. I thought he was a terrible rapper. I didn't understand half of the shit he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I know him for two things, rushing the stage on the Grammys <laughs> and uh, picking up food stamps in the limo. Tough. Those are the two things I know ODB for. And his um, teeth. Yeah, and 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 a, and a guest appearance here or there on Mariah Carey shit. Me and Mariah. Yeah, I, but I, I never understood. So maybe this will shed some light. It's a New York hype. I wonder who they're gonna get to direct it, man. I don't. I don't know. We need my man that did. Uh, Black don't say Panther. straight out of Compton. Uh uh-uh. ah, Black Panther. Ryan Coogler. Fruitvale Station. Didn't he do Fruitvale Station too? He did. Yeah, we need Ryan Coogler in the building. That'd I will say this though, man. Uh, straight out of Compton has opened the doors up for a lot of shit. Well, we we had the Pac shit. We had the fucking Bobby Brown shit. The New Edition mm-hmm. shit. Tough. Roxanne, Roxanne on Netflix. So I, I'm here for it. <laughs> I heard that was alright though. Yes, I'm. I'm I, I ain't watching that. But I, I, I did hear it was good though. Yeah, I well, just I'm not interested. No, neither am I. But there's something for everybody because I'm sure somebody that interested is in that shit. That's a fact. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'll check it out when it drops. Um, on director of the week, 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 week. Shout out to our guy Heavy O. Aha! Uh-huh. It's my guy, man. Hit us up in the group chat and said, "Man, have y'all ever done an underachieving hip hop uh, yeah. artist episode?" God damn, we have it. Yeah. We appreciate that for that bringing is. that to our attention. One hundred percent. That's my guy, old man. We appreciate the topic. You are the own decker of the week, and his birthday just passed. Oh, that's what's up, man. Happy fiftieth, yeah. bro. Yeah, thank you, fifty-two. <laughs> oh, fifty. My bad. And he had the Beijing heavy <laughs> in the beard. Heavy Beijing. You know, he was out there shooting his shot for his birthday. Like one of them old heads that got on the uh, the, the sandals, the, the brown sandals, and the like the. Mm. the the short set that looked like a flannel. <laughs> That's always tough. We appreciate you, Heavy Old Man. Shout out to Team Heavy and his basketball team as well, man. Y'all go check them out when they play. Support Team Heavy over there, man. We appreciate everything the old doing in the city. Big facts, man. New music this week, man. We got Young Thug on the run, appropriately titled. You better be on the run. Exactly. Um, dropping Friday, we got Starlito and Trapper Man Dale. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. It's going to be like hard. The Dale Project was dope, 1991. You mean 21? No, it was 91. It was, What was it called? The name of his album was 91. Oh, 91. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. No, nah, he was solid. Yeah, I like that. Um, Six Black. We know that's not how you say it, but that's how we say it. Hello. East Atlanta Love Letter. That comes out Friday. <laughs> you listen to Doom shit before? He kind of told He kind of. Six Black. No, yeah. I, I don't even know the uh, the craze behind him. I seen the interview on Pull Up with Joe Buttons. I didn't watch that. I, I, I have never heard. Nor have I wanted to hear anything that he did. And that, not hating anything, it's just never come across as, like, I've never heard a snippet and it was banging. I was like, let me go check dude out. Because I don't know if he sings, if he raps. He does or, both. Oh, okay. He did a song with Dreezy. I'm going to tell was you, dope. you know what irritates me about him why I've never checked out his music? What? Because how he spell his name. Yeah, he, that's I don't like that. I don't understand it. I don't like it. And I'm being an old get off my lawn guy. Yeah, that ain't nice. Spell your fucking name right so I can find your shit on iTunes. Black, Slack, <laughs> Six Black. I don't know what Slack. Six Slack. I don't know what it's called. Um, also, Wale free lunch EP dropping Friday. Your man. He trying to get out of that uh, underachievement <laughs> boat. It's, if he's separating himself from MMG, I could I could see big things for Wale. Wale is he'll be dead in the water. No, Wale. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Another one of my guys on the list has made it possible for somebody like Wale to succeed. And that's Joe Buttons. Wale is a hell of a content guy. Like you can have like, to me, Wale is a very interesting person. Period. When he ain't like crying about not getting his record played, yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like that he could have good conversation and you know 
morph into something more than what we've seen here lately and be more visible and vocal. You'll, you'll see that with artists nowadays. Fat Joe's trying it. It's not working. That's just some slow. Uh, Joy Badass is trying it. I haven't watched, so I don't know if it's working or not. I don't, I don't even know if he still do his. Uh, well, Slim Thug. It, it might a, be over with. Slim Thug Slim had Thug the trying. Uh, it was real it, bad. It ain't working. But people, are some, it's going to hit. You got to be good at it. Joe's good at it. You said yeah. Nicky's good at it. I think I Nicky's good. He's got potential. I refuse to listen to that. Nicky has potential. If you could get a podcast from somebody now, who would it be? An artist? Yeah. Just to get that perspective on yeah, shit? Yeah, just like, like Joe does. Starlito. Really? Yeah. That's I think one. he has more to say than uh, just hip-hop talk. That. I agree with that. I go and with I think that. he, I think he, knowing him personally, he's well-rounded. I think he'd have a lot to say and it would be dope. I ain't mad at that at all. I would say, hmm. You said Wale, motherfucker. Yeah, I did say Wale, but if I had to pick or choose. Six man, Black. Absolutely not. <laughs> T.I. Mm. I'm here for that. I'm here for that all day, especially like I don't I guess, know if he could take the passenger seat. Though. I mean, I he, he would have to have somebody throwing the oops to him. Yeah, okay. But he would. It would definitely need to be him, a guest, and a co-host. Okay. And it would need to be the guest that Ti may have had run-ins or uh, stuff problems with. You know, I would love to see that. And I think Ti is a very interesting guy. That'd be all right. Yeah. Um, what you got on deck for the weekend? More NFL, more college football. I'm ready for it. You know, oh, I'm going to do a, I'm doing a lupus or a sickle cell walk. Excuse me. Okay. Sickle cell walk on Saturday. So supporting that. Shout out to all my people. How long is the walk? Ooh, how, long, how long am I walking, or how long is the walk? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing up and signing my name and walking for a minute and taking the photo op, and I'm out of there for sure. But um, yeah, I just wanted to support that cause, you know, for all the people that uh, suffer from that, trying to help them out. So shout out to that. What you got up this weekend? That's respectable and acceptable. Uh, I think I'm gonna be in a veal. Grandfather-in-law passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I was, yeah. just, I was just gonna ream you. I already know you was too. But go ahead. Uh, yeah. So we're probably being up for those service. And uh, at some point in time, I'm gonna catch that right white boy Rick movie this weekend. Man, I want to see that. I yeah, may go see hard. that this weekend after my uh, walk. I'm definitely going to see that white boy Rick. That's gonna be even dope. though I believe they embellishing it. They can't like we can't they have, have to. nothing. They have to. I want to put this little white boy drug dealer out here knowing. Oh, that's a real well. story though. Man, it ain't not not. Yeah, dude. Come okay. on. I, my only reason I say that because my barber from Detroit. And he was yeah, telling no, me about it. I, I believe this is embellishment. It may be a real story, but there are better drug dealers than white boy Rick than he movies. That's all I'm saying. I don't know white privilege. That's all I'm saying. The first one. I heard of White Boy Rick too before they even said this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is a real story. He got a, a little lure out there, but I mean, I'm not. You'll be there. Anyway, I'm, I'm definitely look, checking it out. It should I look just, dope as fuck. I want to see a couple other stories from Harlem out in Cali too, though. Um, we got that with Painted Fool. Nah, real. what's my man? Guy Fisher. Yeah, we got that from American Gangster. Nah, I need that Guy Fisher by <laughs> Y'all know Guy Fisher. I need that Guy Fisher, and I need that Rightful Edmund by both. Do we? You don't need the rifle Edmonds buyer. No, I don't know. I don't mm. know enough. Oof. I'm from Queens. You need to look, I don't know about look rifle up. <laughs> I'm from Queens. You look rifle up. Shit. <laughs> uh, and I might hit Kennesaw Mountain. I was on Kennesaw Mountain yeah, last well, week. How was that? How does it compare to Stone Mountain? It's kind of rough. It's different, but it's still rough. What do you mean different? Like, uh, like it's a trail. It's more strenuous. No, there's parts in between. Uh, whereas Stone Mountain's a straight shot up. Yeah. It levels out Kennesaw Mountain levels out a little bit So you can take like a little bit of a break When you're walking But then it gets right back to the bullshit gotcha. And it's shaded though So that's a good thing Because yeah. there's trees and shit all around So that's dope The sun not beating the hell out of you Got to the top pretty nice You can't, It's not. I haven't Ain't gotten no to shit. the top yet though Oh wow I don't know if there is a top 
What? I know. That's I need, another thing that's different. I need the chill spot at the top to feel like I did something at the end. I ain't got that yet. Okay. I'm going to try again, man, maybe this weekend. Let me know. I may hit that. Um, Hit us up, man. iTunes. Yeah. All right. Follow, like, subscribe, and comment. We almost had 100. We're trying to get there before the end of the year. If we yeah. don't, it's a failure, and I'm going to cry. We need that. So rate, subscribe, like. Tell us what you want to see. Shoot us your suggestions for topics. Also, continue to send the mailbag questions in. I promise you that episode is going to happen. Absolutely, man. Coming soon. Coming very soon. Yep. Uh, we appreciate everybody that listens. Go to the Rap Chat. Follow on Facebook, Instagram. I am Spike Lou, and we are out. Holla. Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.